1: Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today, I'd like to talk about therapy. When I was growing up, I remember watching lots of American sitcoms and most of them at some point would mention the word therapy. Almost like everyone needs therapy, that old adage. And lines like, I really need to see my therapist. It was funny because when I used to speak to friends or relatives in other parts of the world, they would often find this amusing because in many parts of the world, there is no such thing as therapy. For example, in places like Cambodia, until recently, there were no psychiatrists, although they're not actually synonymous with therapists, but still. And in this episode, I want to look at um, whether we over-egg things when it comes to the need for things like therapy, or whether all of us need it in some way, shape, or form, and what the different types of therapy are. So I want to start with this premise of being born um, as an untainted, perfect being who has no judgment and no fear. And, for, you know, for example, if you put a tarantula on the belly of a newborn baby, they won't be scared of it because they haven't learnt that spiders are things that may potentially be scary uh, for lots of reasons. But as we grow up, we use our world experience, things that happen to us and our mindset to learn about the world. And that makes us take on certain behaviours, depending on how we're parented and the like. And suffice to say, as we move into adulthood, we're all picking up um, bits of what I'd call micro-traumas, you know, and, and obviously major trauma, are things like horrific accidents or grief or abuse. But in on a, on a much sort of much much lower level, innocuous things that happen to us on a daily basis also send trauma in our direction and it it sort of sticks at times and that needs unpacking so you might be thinking I'm making the case for the fact that all of us need some therapy kind of but I'll come on to what I what I think at the end so I think the first premise is that that all of us have some kind of issues if you want to call them that or trauma And often it doesn't manifest until later in life, and it can manifest as anxiety, for example, or it can manifest as certain behaviours that become repetitive and sometimes toxic. I'll give you a real-life example of this. People who are very impulsive and do things without thinking, So, and often in in my experience, some of my patients with ADHD have this trait. And the difficulty is, is that Once that impulse leads to a behaviour that may not be desirable, and at one level it could mean, I don't know, eating two packs of biscuits in one sitting, or, I don't know, drinking two bottles of wine in one go or whatever, that's often followed by feelings of guilt or shame, and that leads to anxiety in that particular case. In other people, you know, they're, they're born anxious. You know, there's a family history of anxiety, for example. And in others, it's to do with what's happened to them in their life. You know, there are people who have very tough lives from the outset. Now, it's a really complex area, this, because part of what makes one person deal with a situation differently to another is really complex. It's partly resilience... Um, There's an episode on that in this podcast series, partly personality and just other factors. And I remember this vividly in hospital. You'd have two patients next to each other in beds on a ward with the same procedure. One of them gets better and is out of hospital really quickly. The other one's still there weeks afterwards and just not healing. And they're, they're identical biologically. What's going on there? But I guess the, the premise I'm starting with is that if, if someone has had trauma and it's affecting them and manifesting in certain ways, then that means they need some form of therapy in order to heal. And and just using layperson language, you know, metaphorically, they're, they're, they have emotional wounds. But, you know, I'm, I'm realising more and more that everyone has them to some degree. So there's lots of different types of Therapy and one of the commonest ones is something called CBT. We'll start with that one. So, cognitive behavioral therapy is essentially a way of changing how you think and feel by learning techniques to reframe the thing that is causing distress. So, a really good example of this was for me was about oh, it was 20 years ago exactly, I think. Um, It's the only time I've ever bought a new car I say bought but it was on a with a loan it had a, a big sort of scratch on it like a graze if you like after about a week and it was really getting to me every time I looked at it And my wife said to me I'll just think of it as a birthmark so she quite cleverly reframed it so that it didn't bother me quite as much that's not a great example but that's the kind of thing CBT is or it helps you rationalize things rather than catastrophizing And it's really good for facing the challenges that life throws at us. Then at the other end, in a way, is psychotherapy. And this really looks at root causes. It's deep dive, relates your childhood and your experiences to your behaviours now, and is much longer, in a way, and takes longer to take effect. It's much more personal, and interpretive in a way. So in some ways CBT is very in the moment and in the now, and you can kind of, if you like, unlearn unhealthy patterns of behaviour by um thinking differently. Whereas psychotherapy is looking back, or rather maybe I should call it psychodynamic therapy, which is a subset of of, of psychotherapy, which looks at the why of the why you know why is it that your behaviors are the way they are and how does it relate to previous life events but there i think they both have a role and of course there are so many other types of therapy play therapy i've got a friend who's a play therapist and you know some of the cases she describes are just mind-blowing and occasionally you know making connections with humans in a way that really relates to them and can create change takes multifaceted approaches. Um, There's also arts therapy, music therapy, dance therapy, and of course groups like family therapy. And there is evidence for all of these types of therapy and the fact that they are effective. It's a case of finding the right thing for you. In fact, I, I never tire of hearing from my patients how therapeutic gardening and horticulture is for myriad reasons, really, because partly because you're in nature, partly because you can spend ages effectively being mindful doing one thing. But um, all of this, you know, having seen people's journeys over many years and thinking about one thing that would benefit all of us And this is from looking at every kind of therapy. I've been looking at common strands, and you know what I'm like. I like um, sucking the marrow out of something to make it easy, Occam's razor style. And there are two things that come to mind. One is, I think, all of us need to be aware of how our past affects our present and at least acknowledge it so that we can... Catch ourselves when we are about to react to something, and in my book, I call it the monkey brain, uh, which is slightly oversimplistic, but at least understanding that your behaviours might be something to do with things from the past. Now, if you really want to go deeper into that, then you need to probably go on in on some sort of emotional healing course. But that's my first observation. And the second one, and I've said this before, sounds again very simplistic. But you know, you can't do anything about what's gone before you. And we don't really know what the future holds. So you can only really live your best life right now, in the now, in the moment. Now, that can be easier said than done. Because if you're feeling rubbish moment to moment, then you need to do some work. And, and people often talk about this concept of inner work. And the more life goes on, the more I think that's important to do. So that you understand how you work as a psychological machine, if you like. Why you sometimes feel the way you do, why you act the way you do. And that way you can feel better and be better. And it's interesting, I um, come across patients and indeed have people in my family that are like this who seem to move moment to moment via stress and anxiety, constantly focusing on what needs to be done or has to be done or um, spending a lot of time doing what I feel would be mundane. And it, it really made me think of one of my favourite poems which I'm, I'm going to read out because for me it sort of sums up everything that there is to do yourself in terms of your own therapy. Many won't agree and the people that I've just talked about certainly don't live their life like this. Dust if you must. Dust if you must, but wouldn't it be better to paint a picture or write a letter, bake a cake or plant a seed, Ponder the difference between want and need. Dust if you must, but there's not much time, with rivers to swim and mountains to climb, music to hear and books to read, friends to cherish and life to lead. Dust if you must, but the world's out there, with the sun in your eyes and the wind in your hair, a flutter of snow, a shower of rain, this day will not come around again dust if you must but bear in mind old age will come and it's not kind and when you go and go you must you yourself will make more dust by rose milligan beautiful and for me whenever i read that it reminds me that life is short and it goes back to that other thing that i often talk about about Our organs, you know, which is the master organ in the body. And every time I come to the same conclusion, it's the brain. And if you can think right, then you'll feel right. And you'll be able to control everything else to some extent, you know, in your mind and body. So I'm just going to leave you with two really quick thoughts on the most interesting types of therapy I've come across in the last few years. The first is something I was invited along to see by Professor Julian Leff, the late Professor Julian Leff, who I was honoured to meet. And um, you'll see the link in the show notes. But he created avatar therapy. And this is where people who are plagued with voices particularly can confront them. And you'll see how it works in the show notes. And it was really used as a proposed therapy for people with schizophrenia with encouraging results. And the second one, again, you'll see a link in the show notes, is role play therapy via Dungeons and Dragons. Many of you will know that game. But again, just shows you the breadth of kinds of therapies that are out there that can really help people get back on track. OK, I'm going to leave it there i'd love to hear from you have you had therapy is there something that you think works really well whatever it is perhaps you've had therapy that didn't work and made you feel worse i'd love to hear from you too in the meantime thank you again for listening i really appreciate it do let me know if you've got any ideas that you want me to talk about and until next time look after yourself do stay well take care bye for now